that program is very intense. Explosive states of uh, meditation. And my father, he was like, when you die, it's black. It's like, no God, no spirit that doesn't exist. If I can't see it, it doesn't exist. And I was looking around and everyone was just tearing. I was like, what is happening here, you know? That was my first time seeing Sadhguru. In the Inner Engineering book, one sadhana is consciously be with the food you're eating. This food is going to be part of you. I made my favorite chicken stew the best thing ever. I sat with it, you know, and it's like, be with the food. Try to be conscious that it's going to be me. I had one bite and I was like, I cannot eat this. And since then, I've never had chicken. If we get the awareness how much it actually does, it's like, there's no way I'm not going to eat good food that supports me, like pranic food. Namaskaram, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we have Isaac from Sweden. The two of us met at the Ishe Yoga Center. And looking back, actually, I, I remember that when I saw him, he reminded me of myself in so many ways. We, we didn't really get to, to meet each other. So I catched up with him and he had so many beautiful stories to share traveling India, spending 11 months at the ashram and um, volunteering for certain programs, which most people that I know have not been part of. Going back home to Sweden, studying full-time, working full-time, but maintaining his practices in a very intense and, and devotional way. So wanted to have him on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. Welcome. Welcome to the to the podcast. It's such a such Thank an you. honor to to have you here. Yeah, please if 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 you could int introduce yourself to to the audience. Yeah, so I I'm I'm Swedish. Uh, born and raised in Sweden. I think uh, I was um, we were pretty poor Swedish standards when I was growing up. So I think um, my longing for something like this was for success. I was chasing success. Um, and then when I was like 21, I think, uh, I was always chasing success and I didn't feel like I'm getting there. So I started to move and like trying to find it. So I moved to Australia for a year. I went to Thailand, I went to Northern Sweden, Southern Sweden. I was moving like every six months. So it was really like, really unstable life situation. And um, I was looking for like successful people like Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, all these kind of people like who found something in life, I think. And um, then somehow I stumbled upon Sadhguru on youtube and i read his book and i think after reading this book things started really change in my life and um, i remember sitting and what i was calling meditation i was just put some music in my headphones and you sit like this and all of a sudden my breathing started getting heavy like And I was like, what, what is going on? And it felt like 10 seconds. 
but uh, my best friend said it was like 10 minutes and tears were just flowing and my breathing was out of control. I was so scared. I was like, what, what, what happened, you know? And he told me you had an experience and I was like, experience. I, I had no idea. Spirituality for me was like nothing. I'm from a, like a non-religious family. My, my dad is like, when you die, it's black. <laughs> and I'm like, that's how I was. That's, that's life. That's God, you know, a tree is just a tree. An animal is just food. That's my growing up in Sweden. I think it's Sweden is like one of the most atheist in the world. Mm. So, but that was my first experience with like spirituality. And was that a that, guided, was that a guided meditation or how did that experience of the heavy breathing happen just after reading the book? I have no idea. Yeah, that was at the time I read the book, mm. and I think I've started do the sadhanas in the book. Mm. But I was just sitting listening to meditate and to music, and for me meditation was you you sit and relax, and I was like I sat and relaxed. And then I had an experience. I think that was my first experience. But then with with the book, so many experiences happened. Um, have you read the book? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, just yes. just recently, actually, um, I got back, I could introduce back into some of the sadhana, which is in the book. So it's it's really powerful, actually. We like completely yeah. forget about it, but there's so much good stuff in there. So, yeah, I would love to hear your experience of of the book. Yeah. So, do you remember the ones that you're like be one with a tree or be friend with a tree? Like feel like you're connected with the tree. Mm. It's a sad name, the book. Um, but yeah, it was like you should feel like you're connected to a tree. And first, it's like just an emotional kind of thing. So I find a tree, it was on the way to work. And every uh, I knew this was the tree I'm gonna choose. So every day to work, I saw this tree and I was like, that's my tree, you know, I'm feeling one with the tree. And then it's like every day it starts like I started to get emotions for this tree. And I was like, I like this tree. So every time I saw the tree, I just smiled. And then one day when I saw the tree, tears were just rolling down. I was like, I think that was my second experience. I was like, what is this? It's like, am I going nuts? I have no idea what's happening. And, and I think it expanded to more trees. So whenever I saw some trees or plants, tears just started flowing. And I get goosebumps now just talking about it. But uh, so that was some powerful, even before I did in engineering program, even for any of this, I just read this book. I did some sadhana, be one with the tree and starting to experience something. I cannot say what it is. What were you doing at that time? Were you going to school or were you, what was going on in your life? Uh, I just started my own company in um, marketing it went very bad but as i said i was following gary v and he was giving a lot of advice in marketing like 
Facebook, Instagram, all this. And I took this advice and I, I told other businesses about them. And they, we didn't really get started. So we didn't have a, like EBITDA or something like this. But that's what I wanted to do. Um, but after I got this experience, I was like, that doesn't matter. I have to find out what, what is this about? And in the book, Sadhguru talks a lot about things that I could never understand. So I was like, maybe I have to go to India. So I got that, like, I have to go to India. So I, I think it was about, this happened in summer 2017. And January 18, uh, I went to India to do in engineering. And that was <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. Wow, so you you traveled all the way to India to do the engineering there itself? Yes. Awesome. I was <laughs> super scared before. I remember it's like telling my friends like I didn't like fully told them what happened like I see trees I start cry they will think I I was nuts. But uh, I'm like I have no idea what's going to happen in India. No, I'm going to an ashram. I had no idea what an ashram was. Zero. Me and spirituality before this, I had no idea. I was frightened. I was super scared. And I had no idea what happened what would happen. How was the journey but, to India? I was uh, you know coming from Sweden, arriving in India. You have never been there before. How how was that for you? <laughs> yeah. I think I've been there to Thailand. Okay uh in cambodia and vietnam before so it was not like a complete cultural shock but i came in january and january in sweden is like minus 20 and in india it's also winter but it's like plus five in the morning i remember i was like this is super hot going with like t-shirts and i saw the local they were like freezing you know in the morning it's cold I was like, I'm loving this. It's good weather. Mm. And in engineering, it was a very, I don't actually remember so much from when I did the program, but uh, it was a very good experience mm. coming to the ashram. But as I said, me and Spirit, I had no idea. There was like Umkar initiation, you should can go to that one. I had no idea what to expect. Zero. It was like, okay, now we're gonna chant some words here. <laughs> wow, that's that's so interesting. You so you 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 were not uh, doing any other practices before. You straight went into in in engineering. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> and straight that's to kind India. Of how I lived my life. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, but I had some experience then. I remember after the program, uh, I was reading, it's like this, uh, know our, our Brahmacharis uh, outside Bikshal. Do, do have uh, you read this one? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, outside, in front of, uh, like below the, uh, the, the yeah, Bikshal, yeah. there is this post where stories are featured of, of the monks, the Brahmacharis from the ashram. Yeah. And I remember reading that one just after my engineering. I was so fresh into spirituality. And it was like one quote. It's like, 
I have no idea what the spiritual path is. And uh, I have no idea um, what a guru is, what enlightenment is. And something really resonated with me when I read that. And tears were just flowing. I was like, I have no idea what that is either. And here I am standing in India. Tears are flowing from me. And so a lot of these kind of experiences altered in my life. I had no idea. I, some part of me is like, you're losing it. Some part of me is like, you're fine. You, you can walk this. Everything's going to be fine. And uh, I remember after this, uh, reading this um, No Our Brahmacharis, I sat outside Bikshal in the sun and tears were just flowing for like 30 minutes. And uh, one old, um, I think she was an ashramite living in the ashram. She just came to me and like, are you okay? And there I was crying. I was just smiling. It's like, yes, yes, I'm very fine. She's like, hmm, ah, oh, so good. And she just went. So maybe she understood what happened to me or something like this. Yeah. But, but I did not understand anything. I was like, this is so crazy. But also, I want to find out more. What is this? Mm. And so, yeah, this is how it went. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> wonderful. So then you decided to, to stay or you left and came back. What, what happened after, after the engineering? Mm. I, went, uh, I was in the ashram only for 14 days uh, because I read it's like, First 14 days, you can go. And after that, we have some meeting and see if you can stay and so. And uh, I was working in Sweden as a salesperson at this time. Um, so I had my job I was going back to. So I told him I get two weeks off and I went to India. And I also knew that Sadhguru was uh, conducting the Jantra ceremony. So I, I, I knew he was going to be in the ashram. That's also why I went, because I wanted to meet him or see him more. Yes. So I went just for two weeks and um, I went home uh, for another six months. But all, I had this, it's like, I have to go back and um, I have to do like more the programs and I also did Hatha Yoga, Yoga Asanas and Surya Kriya in Coimbatore when I did this. They didn't do it in Ashram then, I think, back in 2018. Yeah. So I was coming home. I did my sadhana. Mm. Just, I don't know. I just meditated everywhere. Just wherever I sat, I was just going like this. Strange times for me, for me. And how did the people around you react, like your friends and your family? How was, how was that for them? I think I'm very lucky hmm. because I've heard other people say they have like struggles with family and friends. But I, I remember I, I could tell my like best friends, like something is happening within me. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like I used to feel to go out in nature and sit there for a few hours. And he was like, as long as you're happy. And my father was the same. 
and my father he was like when you die it's black it's like no god no spirituality whatsoever doesn't exist if i can't see it it doesn't exist science and i i asked him also it's like i feel like he's going out and sit in nature and uh, it was very cold at this time and i had barely any clothes on i like winter clothes and i just sat there and he was like yeah as long as you're fine as long as you're happy i'm happy and for at, at that time in my life i was like now in hindsight i can see i think that's very supportive that's something that supported me a lot i think more than they recognized because i was like i had no idea what was going on but i was meditating all the time and i think that's pretty strange especially if you're coming from sweden in india i think if you sit in a temple and meditate i think that's pretty fine or depends on what your surroundings are in sweden also there are some spiritual people i don't know what to... yes yes i mean i would say in sweden it's probably similar to to germany so it's it's picking up more like more people i'm meeting people who who are doing meditation who are doing yoga for sure and especially since i came back from the ashram but um i wouldn't say that um it's a common thing to to do so it's it's wonderful that your surroundings your environment was so conducive yes and yeah i think even now if i say i meditate people are like huh you meditate what is that you you sit and sleep <laughs> um but then the more i get they know me and it's like yeah he's a good guy you know i can sit and meditate and they say ah oh, he's not crazy or maybe he's crazy but that's fine anyway <laughs> and then you decided to 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 go back at some point you were like I just I just have to go back and you came. Yes. Um so the plan I wanted to do like the teacher training for hatha yoga. Uh but it didn't really go with my schedule. It's like they told me like do the 21 day of hatha yoga first because I used it in engineering and then I want to be hatha yoga teacher so it's like you should get more involved with isha to see if this is something you actually want to do. Uh, because I have been doing like studio yoga for a few years, but that was purely exercise. It was when I never heard a mantra in this section or anything like this. So it was just asanas, like you jump and you just relax and you have some coconut water after maybe or something like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I decided I want to go back and I want to go long term. Uh, I think in August 2018, uh, I went back to Ashram and I did, uh, I wanted to do like BSP straight away and junior program. And um, this was the time with you, Sadhanapad also. I think mm -hmm. it came in July. Yes. I came in August. I think a lot of people thought I was in Sadhanapada mm. because we came about the same time and I was there for a few months um but yeah i did programs and also here 
so many experience. And uh, as I said, I, I was a salesperson. So I, I like like chatting with people. I love talking to people. And uh, I remember my after my first two weeks, we have this uh, meeting with the OCO. And I was super excited, you know, because I love this place. I made a lot of friends, you know, chatting with everyone. And he was like, shutting me down it's like you're way too social this is not the place to make friends and i was like oh my god that hurts <laughs> but uh, in hindsight it, it was really good because that made me like he actually told me if someone talks to you you can just turn your back and walk away that's best for your inner growth so that was like kind of approach I took after that. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just I do my sadhana and see what's happening within me. Uh, yeah, of course. I didn't make so many friends in Ashram, but I think that's fine anyway. Yeah, now you can. Now we can make friends. <laughs> I I I I feel for me it was the same experience. I really. I was just focused on, you know, using using the space and the time that I have there fully. So it's yes. wonderful that that you received whatever this person was telling you as a as an opportunity for your growth and took it on. Because I feel a lot of people when they hear something like that, you know, you shouldn't make, like it's not a place to make friends and everything. I feel like there can be certain resistance, you know, which will say, well, it's my freedom to do what I want, you know. Yes. If I want to make friends, I'm going to make friends. <laughs> exactly. So the ashram yeah, is not, yeah. it's not a place of comfort. That's, that's, you know, I think a very important thing to, to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of the best advice I, I got, like, focus on yourself. Hmm. Uh, but that for me, it it, uh, it was pretty harsh at first. I got maybe sad and it's like, oh my God, here I am getting all excited. And I was like, I'm doing this all wrong or something. Mm. But um, yeah, it was very good in hindsight. Mm. So and also, yes. yes, please. No, but I want, it's like in the beginning, I, uh, I went to Bixal a lot, like we said. Bixtahal was like my thing. I don't know why, but it became. Uh, and I remember in the beginning when we wash in the sinks. I think this is the most resistance I got in the ashram for the whole time. Because I'm washing this sink and over here, uh, one Anna is washing it before me. And after, one Anna is washing it after me. So I was like, I'm, he's washing it, I'm washing it. He's, this is ridiculous. This is nonsense. Why are we even doing this? You know, I got so much resistance thinking about it now. I think like I was so ridiculous, but that was very good because it took like four days of doing the same thing to like a little bit of relaxation. Not a lot, but a little bit. And now I, I can do whatever. It's like, this is fine. If someone says, you should sweep the floor. I was like, I'm sweeping the floor, even if someone just did it before me. It's like learn to do whatever it's needed. Just smile when you do it, or like feel good about it. 
Mm. Yes, I, I, I resonate with that. I, I had a lot of resistance about, I was at the office and so I was like, I have to be in front of the screen the whole time. I, you know, I don't like to be in front of the screen. That was one of the reasons why I left um, my, my, <laughs> my, my place. I wanted to be in nature. I want to pick fruits. I want to do farming. I had so many ideas that I want to do. And then I, here I am in front of this computer, you know, but looking at it now, it's so interesting. You know, I had so much resistance while I was there. And now I'm coming back here and what I'm doing, you know, social media, uh, yes. creating videos, doing podcasts. So, you know, it's in some, in so many ways, uh, I was prepared, you know, I was just being prepared to take this on. Yes. I think that's, uh, that's what it is. It's like, uh, whatever you don't like, do that. Hmm. And they're living it. And it's like, afterwards, we see the growth, but at the time, it's so much resistance. Hmm. And uh, I remember in Big Shal also, it's like volunteering. Some, something very special. In the beginning, it was like serving food, one, two. But then it's like, it's supposed to be conscious act and you should like offer yourself with the food you give and you start doing it you know like like with a tree in the beginning first is like offering myself <laughs> but then something is like grows within me and i remember every time when we did the invocation before we eat and i was volunteering tears were just flowing from my eyes not every time but many times it never happened when I sat for, to eat, but so many times it happened when I was supposed to serve. Mm. And so many unexplainable things happened. And I think tears are maybe my thing, I don't know, but tears just flow. It's like... <laughs> mm. And yeah, it's so magical. Mm. So, um, I would love to know more about um, uh, about the volunteering. How how being a volunteer, um, what kind of impact did that have on on you? How how was the experience of volunteering? Um, do you mean like a specific volunteering, like for a program or in general? Yeah, if if you if you wish to share a specific one, that 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 would be awesome as well. But just uh, generally, because it's uh, one of the main parts I feel at the ashram, you know, next to doing your mm. your, your practices, volunteering is a very very big uh, thing at Isha. So, mm. yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing. Mm. And for me, it's like when I say I I can do some work like here in the outside people are like yeah, yeah you can get something how much do you want and i was like no i want i want to do it for free because then it's a real sense like i want to do this not like i don't do it to get that it's like if you ask anyone who's go to work every day would you do this if you don't get money i think most will say no for me it's like th that sense of groove within me it's like, I don't do it because I get something. I do it because I want. And I think that's the ultimate freedom. Mm. And we're just doing everything I want to do. It's not like I have to do my sadhana in the morning. It's like I do it because I want to. I don't go to Big Shal because I have to. OCO told me 
I go because I want to. If I said like, I want to do 3K, I probably they would say you can. But everything, like everything I want to do. And I think that's especially when we do program volunteering because you sign yourself up, you know, you, and there's a lot of work. And for every program, it's so much work. It's like, you don't sleep a lot and you just go. I think I never worked so hard in my life like I did in Ashram. Maybe now when I study full-time and work full-time, I'm in the same pace, but used fully speed and you don't get tired. You just, you just do it. I think that's, that's my experience. Hmm. I don't know if that's a good answer. Maybe it's vague, but... De definitely. Any answer is a good answer as long as it's coming from the heart. <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm a fully control. Whatever I want. It's like staying in the ashram. It's like a choice. Mm. You can leave. Mm. And I think that's that's what's disturbing for many people today. Even if they're like in a bad relationship or bad work or bad neighborhood, it's like they feel they're stuck. But in volunteering, you choose. I want to do this. I want to stay here. I want to. And I think that's liberating in some way. And then specifically, uh, certain programs that you volunteered for, uh, you, you, you were speaking about the, the Shakti Sangamam. I would love to know about that. <laughs> I think not even many people <laughs> know about this. I, I feel like. No, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I was just... Um, I don't remember. I think this was in November 2018. I've been in Ashram for a few months. Uh, I used to did uh, BSP, Shunya. I think I did all, like that one's programs. I think I did Guru Puja just before. And I saw Shakti Sangamam. 14 days or 15 days. I don't remember exactly. But I was like, oh, maybe that's some reju rejuvenation program. Going to be pretty chill, you know. Uh, I'm signing up for this one. And then uh, there was like, oh, meeting in Spanda Hall. I was Spanda Hall for rejuvenation. I do. Maybe we'll see what this is. And then I was like, I saw the schedule for the program. I was like, this is something extra. And then someone told me what it was. And I was like, this is going to be intense, you know? But I didn't have like, but it was intense. You can feel like the atmosphere in Spanda Hall completely changed. Um, it can was you tell like a little the bit was getting about the program. What it like, just whatever you, whatever you know, uh, even just uh, general things. If you, if you can speak about the Shakti Sangamam, yeah, it's silence for Mas and Swamis, and so I think they're in silence for 14 days, so they don't speak anything, they don't uh, communicate, they're just uh, walking slowly, face down, and a lot of sadhana. I think they have like specific sadhana also, like you're gonna do this, someone's gonna do this. More than that, I don't really know. But it is intense. Uh, and it's like the energy, it's just racing. It's like for every day you just go there and it's like different kind of energy. And we had like the fortune of going into to spawn the hall and like sweeping the floors. And it was like going in, it was like thick. 
it was like a wall. You used to go into a wall. I never experienced anything like that. And I get goosebumps again just talking about it. And with this thickness, in my experience, it was like it stayed. Whatever happened in the area stayed there for some time. If like I had a thought, it stayed within the space. It's pretty trippy, but so I was like walking there. It's like, don't think too much because it's going to disrupt the space somehow. So I was very like, very serious about just don't talk in the space. Don't do anything. You just go there, sweep and whatever you can as gentle as possible. But yeah, that that was also intense. It's like no breaks, early morning, late night, the whole day. Um, I think, yeah, I think we got time to do like our Kriyas. <laughs> we didn't have time for Hatha Yoga, but we got Kriyas and Chunya. So we got a little bit of free time. I think we got maybe an hour in temples also. <laughs> that's That's a luxury. Yeah, for 14 days, you know, it uh, it was fully on. Wow, that's wonderful. Uh, did was was Sadhguru there as well for for that time, or was it just a? No, it was. Uh, I I don't know exactly, but he wasn't there in person. Mm -hmm. But he was there definitely. Mm. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely, yes. I mean, it's. In, in person his body his presence is there yes absolutely for sure i there yes. is <laughs> no doubt <laughs> so um uh, yes yeah and um, with this program it was like something with me within me it's like wanted to expand i never felt it before i never felt it after but it was like something really wanted to go it was a little bit scary also. It was not like I want to kill myself, but it was like a longing getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And, oh. and uh, yes, hmm. but amazingly good. I, I think every experience, not, of course, sometimes it downs also. And I remember sometimes in the ashram, like within the day you can go like, exploding and it's like i'm breaking down you go exploding like you just jumping like this you know it's and i talked to other volunteers they said yeah but that's a normal phase uh, is do sukha kriya and i'm chatting and it will go away <laughs> and it does but yeah but for me it's like when you go down and you go up like this it's super crazy but I think it's, uh, in hindsight, everything is good. But at the time, it doesn't feel good when you go down. Mm. And uh, I remember I did volunteering for BSP also in Tamil. Oh. I didn't understand anything. <laughs> but it was like, even there before, I was like, can I, can I, can I do this? So I went, went to OCO and it's like, can I really do this? You know, I don't know the language. I don't know anything. And uh, I remember this Anna, he was like, just make it happen. Just make BSP happen. 
I was like, I'm, I'm gonna give myself to that. And be it, it was fully, I didn't understand anything, you know, we did the meditations, like I did the program. Uh, but yeah, not too much detail. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> I hear that the, the, the ones in Tamil, because the people are just uh, a lot of rural people come there. And so it's, according to some people, it's, it's much more intense than if you have a lot of people from the West because the, the Tamil people, they're just naturally super intense and involved. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but also I, I did it with Sadhana Pada and Hatha Yoga mm. teacher training. I don't know if maybe we did it at the same time. Or did you do it before? The BSP? Yes. Mm. I, I did mine later. I did mine quite late. Okay. Uh, but I did it with Hatha Yoga teacher program. And they went up like two o'clock and did all their sadhana before. <laughs> so I think the BSP I was in was pretty intense. Mm. <laughs> but other ones, I don't, I think they sleep until they're supposed to wake up. Mm. <laughs> But that gave me also like people are going up at two. I'm like I'm going up at four or five, and that's late, you know. Mm. Mm. I think that's very good. Yes. So how um, you you mentioned the uh, the yantra um, ceremonial, and um, how how was that for you? That this was uh, the first time I was in ashram. Mm -hmm. The first time I saw Sadhguru in January 2018 and I remember it's like after the program uh, I saw him and my first my first thought was what is that like what is that it was like oh there is a guru and who or who is that it was like what because something with me like didn't really get what was happening and I was looking around and everyone was just tearing, like tears were flowing from everyone. I was like, what is happening here, you know? That was my first time seeing Sadhguru. And I was, so many questions rose within me. It's like, is this a science? Like, is it real? Like everything is talking about? Like, I don't know, but what if it is? What if there's some knowledge that's so lost in the world today that can be perceived, but people are not doing it? It's like, is there something like this? This question rose within me. It's like, I have to find out like what is going on. Mm. So it was like a very short time, mm. but wow. very intense. Awesome, beautiful. So now I would love to know your experience of, of going back to, to Sweden and integrating everything that you, you went through in India. Um, and now, you know, as you mentioned, uh, studying and, and working full time. Um, how, how is that happening? Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, when I first got back, I was like, I'm going to do all my sadhanas. It's like eight, eight hours a day. And I did for a long time. I did for like six months, everything. 
sometimes I even do, did the careers like two times a day, having a job, you know, trying to uh, get food, cook food and all this. But then after a while I was like, it's not sustainable because I was skipping meals to do my sadhana. I was losing weight. Uh, so I had to like, how can I do m the much sadhana that I want to do at the same time, like have a job and get into society? Or should I like go on welfare and just do my sadhana and survive? And I, I will truly feel happy. But uh, I know this story about Saguri tells like, do you want to be like a lion or a crippled fox? And that really is like, it was questions within me. It's like, what do I truly want to do? And I think for me, it was obvious when I thought about it that way. It's like, I have to give something to the society also. Mm. And uh, for me, I think in Sweden, since we're not a spiritual country. Uh, going fully yogic approach is hard, I think, my experience. Same, same, uh, same, same. When I came back, I was doing a lot of sadhana and I was like not really able to, to, uh, uh, <laughs> to get back in touch with society, you know. I, I was just like, what is all of this? What are these noises happening? What is, you know, uh, I was just overwhelmed by by the experience here and then once i you know settled down and i and i really started to interact with people um and i i did con consciously you know I, I i chose not to do eight hours of practices anymore but you know do whatever i'm doing um with full involvement and um i found it to be effective i found it to work and i found myself enjoying um, spending time with others and sharing the tools with them as well. Yeah, I think uh, for me that was like very good because I know a lot of people they go on welfare and do these eight hours of sadhana, but they're so disconnected from other society. Yeah, I mean, then you can also go to the ashram and live there, you know. <laughs> a lot I, better. I, yes, yes. Yeah, so. But, so Hmm? My, my no but i won't yes <laughs> <laughs> no but for me it was like this uh what can i do to make this uh i have to be a part of the system hmm. this was what like my conclusion so i have to do my sadhana and also be a part of the and so i have a full-time job now full-time study at the university and that's pretty hectic a lot a lot to do a lot of friends and family members tell me like we, we don't have time for you you don't have time for us i mean it's like you don't call call very rarely i want to spend one hour with you but it's like fully on it's like my kind of volunteering of course i try whenever i have time i try to make mm -hmm. up with my close one also what is it that but you I, that you study and, and work I work in custom service uh, for the buses. Mm -hmm. And so that's not like, th that's also one reason why, I, why I'm moving south. Um, and I'm studying social science. Is that like a, a passion, something that you can see yourself doing 
um, long term? Or what, what brought you to, to study that? Mm, I think uh, to work with the government and uh, you have to have a university degree. Mm. And I want to open like a place. It should be like rehabilitation and spirituality mm. in like the same but different. Because to get to work with the government, you can't be fully spiritual because mm. they was like, that's nonsense. So if you have this and this, you can incorporate them. Yes. Because that's something I want to see happened. I wish someone else would do it. Mm. I would like, can someone else please do it? But if they're not, so I, I think I have to do it. Mm. Yeah, that's. that's I, I want to bring spirituality to people. I want to see joyful people in this planet. You know, everyone yes. should walk around with a joyful face. Let's yes. make it happen. Yes, I, I, I feel you. When, when I walk around, when I walk through the streets, especially in Germany, I feel there is so much distance between uh, me and them because I, I try to, to, to look at them. But many people just pass by and they don't even like don't, don't even make eye contact. And so, yeah, if you know, if these people would be touched by the technology, by 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 the science, then I'm 100% sure they would not be, you know, so insensitive. Because I myself was was like that at some point in my life. Uh, I, was, I was very logical, 100% logic, you know. If I can't see it, it's not there. Mm. I, I even know my friends, they like tagged me in a post on Facebook. The guy, he had the box on his head and it was like, think outside the box, question mark. And everyone tagged me in it because I was so rigid, you know? There's nothing like that. No, 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 like this, like shooting down every idea or something. Mm. But I think also the system has to change. Like the world has to change. I want to see that happen, but as of now, I think be a part of the system is a way to changing it also. Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. that's why I'm, I'm studying. It's not like it's my passion. I read a book. I wrote what's in this book on a paper and the teacher says, good job. And I was like, mm. <laughs> mm. so, but I had, uh, I have very easy for school. I had it my whole life. Hmm. And would you would you say that um, going through school is different now, having the tools, the yogic practices, and everything like being focused, um, concentration, energy levels? Is it a is it a very different experience? Yeah, definitely. I would say it's like I never I'm never stressed. Hmm. And when I tell people this, they're like, "Yeah, but you have to be stressed sometimes." I'm like. No, so some somewhere within me, I feel this doesn't matter, you know, if I don't write my assignment and get it in on time, the worst going to happen is going to be I'm going to give it in next time, like in three weeks. And we have like three times we can do it late. That's like the worst. I don't get stressed. And also with the concentration, it's like what the, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to do this. OK, let's do it, you know like volunteering mm. don't choose if i don't want to do it i don't do it 
But I'm fully with it. I choose. Yes, yes, yes. I choose university. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would love to know your experience of of. Um, so when you went to the ashram, um, were you were you already uh, into having plant based diet? So when when you went the first time, or how was that? How was that experience for you? Um, it it actually happened a bit before. And uh, in the in engineering book, mm. uh, one sadhan is consciously be with the food you're eating. It's like this food is going to be part of you. Mm. It's like somewhere it's going to be a transaction. The food is not going to be food. It's going to be part of you. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this sadhana. I made my favorite chicken stew. It's like my favorite. It's like this was like the best thing ever. And I made a really huge one because you can have in food and you can eat for a few days. And I put a, a good plate. I sat with it, you know, and it's like, be with the food. It's like, be con try to be conscious that it's going to be me. And what, what the sudden I says in the book, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I had one bite and I was like, I cannot eat this. I was like shocked. So I was like, no, I cannot eat. And since then, I've never had chicken. Mm. And same thing happened with the salmon. It's like, I love sushi, really love it. And at that time, I was constantly eating all the time. So I had sushi and I was like, I can't eat it. I told my best friend, like, I'm never going to eat salmon again. And since I haven't, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm this shocks me. Like, can life change like this? Probably, mm. it happened for me. One second. Did the um, longing or desire to have it ever come, or was it just gone? It's gone. Mm. Completely gone. I'm like. I'm, I'm not having that again. Mm. I think if you have it, if you live a good life, what to say, and you do wrongs one or two times, there's no problem. Yeah, I don't even want to call it a wrong. You know, I feel like no. then, then we start like uh, religions, you know, like saying uh, never in your life you can eat this again, you can eat that again. Then we were going into this is good, this is bad, you know. Yes. And so ju judgment is there. Um, I, I, I feel like if you if you have fish in a certain situation, let's say your your I don't know your mom is making or your family is making some food, you're going over, and they have invited you, and um, your choice is fish or or meat then yes i'm it's fine you know when i would travel to mexico actually uh, i i would i would love to share this with you I, i i i did not eat meat for like i don't know two and a half three years something like that and um i went there and i stayed at my friend's house and um they were hosting me you know like her brother he emptied his room for me to be able to do my practices and everything it was amazing yes yes it was crazy like so blessed wherever i went i had space to to do my practice i had never i didn't 
didn't have to worry about it at all. And so, you know, they invited me in and then they knew I, I wasn't eating meat. So the first four or five days, there was no meat, you know, like Mex Mexican food is just meat, <laughs> meat with meat, and <laughs> you know, and rice and potato and uh, quesadillas, you know, but meat, meat, meat. And so, you know, I was like, wow, that's, that's super interesting. Um, and then they, they had uh, like a, a chicken soup, you know. And so I was like, yes, please serve me, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm your guest. I felt like a monk, you know, I felt like whatever they're going to serve me, it's, it's, uh, it's out of pure love and devotion towards, towards nourishing me. And so uh, I, I actually, the, the, so the mother of my friend, she was, you know, serving and she like, she looked every time if there is a piece of chicken, she didn't want me to have any piece of chicken, you know? And I looked at her and I was like, thank you for being, you know, such a wonderful human being. It's, it's all right. You know, you don't have to worry about it. It's okay. And so I, I ate it because I knew this came out of, uh, it was an offering and um, hmm. I didn't feel like, I felt actually, I felt so involved having this meal because I knew it was made out of sheer love. Yes. When was this? Uh, October last year. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, actually the same thing happened to me. Almost. Uh, it was New Year's Eve. And uh, we were do having some, I don't know, ramen soup. And they made a vegan for me with like their own soup or everything, but they somehow mixed it up. So to say it's made with, I don't know, chicken or meat. I don't, I think mm. it's Japanese food. I don't know too good, but there's no meat, but it's made in the soup. I was like, yeah. it's fine. What, what to do? It's like, I ate meat my whole life. What's, what's going to happen? <laughs> whatever comes you know and i would definitely eat meat if it was survival or no mm. Mm. yeah it's a conscious choice now yes mm. wow that's that's I, I love i love i love that experience that that you had with uh you so i feel like the book really had a a great impact on you because in my <laughs> yes yes do you know about the, so what, one thing that I want to mention for whoever is listening also, there is one sadhana in the book, um, which is uh, 11 minutes, um, 11 minutes awareness. It's, I think it's called awareness sadhana. Do you, do you know that? Which so one is it? So it's like, uh, pay 11 minutes, pay attention to one thing. It could be your breath. It could be your ring finger. It could be your eye. It could be, um, your you know a ring it could be your earrings something just pay attention to it three times a day for 11 minutes just whatever you want and um a lot of people who who came back from sadhana bada and were struggling to maintain their sadhana you know because the, their space was not conducive the atmosphere the people the food coming back home onion and garlic and chili and meat and everything and they were not able to 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 wake up there was just so much inertia within the body and they started to do the 11 minute um 
you know, just paying attention to, to most, mostly people focus on the breath because it's, it's kind of the easiest. And yeah. so they shared that uh, just doing this one thing brought them back into doing all of the practices. But supposed to do it three times a day? Three times a day for 11 minutes. Hmm. So, yes, I, I, so powerful. Yes, yes. I'm going to do it. Breath watching three times a day? Yeah. yeah, you can do any activity, actually. You don't even have to close your eyes, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. Just like whatever you're doing, just be conscious of your breath for your for 11 minutes and you don't have to like check your time or anything just uh i mean for for someone who's maybe not doing any any sadhana or anything and this is the first thing that they take up but just you know just paying attention to it i feel like naturally um you will do it for longer than 11 minutes for sure yes. yeah but i think that's good Yes, it's it's wonderful just to be conscious. Because I feel like the breath is such an important part of of everything. It's it's life. <laughs> I think it's the most important part. Yes, yes, yes. I I feel like um, the program Samyama for me was really where I you know um, where some some like a a switch happened, and I was like oh. I should pay attention to my breath. <laughs> it, it makes a huge difference, you know. It's like taking charge of of your emotions, of your of your mind, of your thoughts, of your awareness, your perception. Yes. I was. I was. I think, uh, yeah. That program is very intense. I know they they wrote on the website. It's like explosive states of uh, meditation. And that's true. <laughs> yeah. It was very intense for me. Almost too intense, but yeah. I remember like um, going to Diana Linga after. It's like I've been meditating it's like every day in Diana Linga. That's when you do in ashram. But uh, my experience of Diana Linga after the program. I never experienced that close to it. It was like for the first time, I really felt the energy of it. I think I sat for maybe four to five minutes and this time also tears were used too much. It was almost too much for me to handle, mm. but good too much if it makes sense yes yes <laughs> absolutely but yeah yes it does so um maybe yeah yeah breath watch absolutely just even like i said 11 minutes you know f even if whatever you practice you know don't know any practices just pay attention to your breath it's you, you can't live without it. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Fortunately, yeah, but... human beings are able to to live with, even if they're not conscious of their breath. But why? 
why would you not choose to be conscious of it it creates uh, stability definitely mm. yes um maybe if you if you would like to 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 share a little bit about the ex experience of, of of india and and traveling in india because you you mentioned that that you traveled I went, uh, yes, uh, I think in April 2019. So after the Samyama program. And uh, I went for 33 days, uh, 17 cities. And I think more than 50 temples. I think maybe 75 to 100. It was like three, four, five, six, seven temples a day. I was like, which are the famous temple or to visit, I want to go there. It's like Yortelingas and Asian temples and um, Tiravamalai, the Arunchala, like mountains and go sacred walks. And I was like, I want to do all this because now I've been to Isha and this woke something within me that I had no idea before. So it's like, is there common in India? It's like, is it common in the world? It's like, I have no idea. So I wanted to see like these famous places that people say have some kind of energy that could be experienced. So that's why I did it. And I, I felt a lot in so many places. Um, I don't remember the names. Um, so I cannot tell good stories because I don't, it won't make any sense what I'm talking about. But I did like night bus to Mysore. And uh, in Mysore, I went into a hostel and I did my sadhana. And after that, I went up to Sadhguru's spot. I was like, I have no idea what this is. And apparently, you're not allowed to go there. So I was like, I was going because it's forest something you're not allowed to go into forest but uh, it's a famous spot it's there on google maps so and people are going apparently so I, so i went and it was a very special place also i sat there i did some meditation and then i went back to to the hostel i, I ate some food and then i went to Mangalore. i a lot of days was like this on this travel and within me is like, I can do it. You know, that I think Isha taught me. It's like the intensity of days now. It's unbelievable thinking about it. And I know a friend of mine told me, it's like, you cannot ask for people to be in your pace, pace? like mm -hmm. speed, yes. my speed, because they will break, you know, because she said, I almost broke <laughs> because I, I tried to be with you and you're doing so many things all the time. It's like, there's no, I, I don't watch like Netflix. <laughs> there's no need to sit one and just Netflix, mm. especially if the sadhana is on, it's like you're doing more activity, but you have so much more energy for it also. Mm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of good experience traveling in India, mm. a lot of good places. And 
I get to feel something different than Isha. And within me, I can feel difference. I never thought that would even be possible, like mm. to feel different energy spaces. And sometimes you know, someone just says the mantra and it's just something just burst within me. I visited some temples in the States when I when, when I visited my friend there. Uh, even even when I visited uh, pyramids in Mexico, like just sat down there and like you know just sent i don't know it's hard to describe it in words i don't want to make up anything you know i don't want to be like i'm something special anybody who spends any time going within if they go to these places they can feel the difference if they if they're willing you know if they spend time there yes this is what i want everyone to experience hmm. And because that's... maybe it's imagination, but for so many people have the same imaginations. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> even if it is imagination, I'm like, that's a very good life way to live life. You just close your eyes and feel very good. Yes, yes. <laughs> if it's true or not, I don't care. Just learn how to sit and feel good, <laughs> mm. or something like this. Mm. Yes, yes. But yeah. When... When you talk about the the space um, where where Sadhguru had his enlightening experience, it reminds me of um, certain series on Sadhguru exclusive. Um, so I would I would love to to know a little bit about um, about your experience because you shared that you 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 looked into it. Yes, and as my life is hectic. I'm like, I don't have time to watch videos and may maybe sometimes, but to pay also for this uh, and I have done all the programs, I have my sadhana. I thought, do I really need Sadhguru exclusive? And, uh, but after a few weeks, I was like, I will try it because in the WhatsApp group, someone said it's uh, good. So I was like, yeah, I will try it. And even now with all my practices I do, this is uh, where I feel the most present presence. It's like, this is for me, like the true guidance right now. It's uh, my sadhana is for something, but Sadhguru exclusive is for something different. Mm. I, I don't know if I can explain it, but mm. for me, it's like, it's not you, you lie in your bed casually watch the episode. For me, I sit uh, maybe in the sofa, maybe turn a lamp and maybe put some vibhuti on and experience. And it's maybe 15, 20 minutes a week and the, the best minutes of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite intense. It's quite intense. Definitely. Yes. It can, it can get you back on track if you, if you like, if you have lost the track or if you feel like you're, you don't have the same intensity. Uh, I feel Sadhguru Exclusive is, is such a powerful reminder of the impact, you know, and uh, and it's just so intimate. Yes. And every time different experience mm. in my experience, it's like, this feels like this, this is like that. And like, mm. it's like, like you said, it, it gets you back 
because in this society it's easy to like get untouched with it or like lose track mm-hmm. lose touch with this in ashram it's very easy because everywhere you go it's like this kind of energy and this and everyone is doing sadhana yeah. but here it's like keeps you on, on track on touch yeah. uh, I, w- I would i would um how how is it uh, the discipline for you how how do you what would you say to someone who is maybe not able to or thinks that he's not able to or she is not able to to do their practices like um the way that that it sounds like uh, you you've been able to maintain them what is kind of the way that you approach sadhana or how um do you keep the intensity and the discipline on i think um it has to be a volunteering it should, should never be i have to do my sadhana and uh, also it's something that gives you energy so just start it's very simple but and probably not the best advice but if you don't want to do it don't do it because it's not going to be okay we're going to do this practice and then sit for i don't know 21 minutes and count them. okay that i did it and maybe take some time off use dedicate time for sadhana mm-hmm. maybe a few days maybe a few weeks and for someone who doesn't have that time they should definitely take the time off <laughs> because yes i because i feel some part of me right now is like i don't have time for a lot of things and so now i got 13 days i think off mm. because of the law in sweden it says you have to have 20 days of vacation in a year and now we're moving towards the end i didn't and i didn't have it so there's like you have to take two weeks off i was like i don't want to there's like you have to <laughs> but now i feel i feel very good good i think this is the second day mm. And uh, the different experience, it's like a more calmness in my way of life. Mm. Because before it's like, have to, okay, next thing, next thing, next thing. So now it's like, take a step back. Mm. Bat wood intensity. Mm. Wow. Uh, That's that's a a great perspective. You know, it's just, uh, just do your sadhana and see how it changes you know how you per, how i mean also i would say food is involved in many ways you know yes I, so how's how's how did you make that happen did you just commit to to cooking for yourself uh, fresh food or i feel like you know people who come back home and then it's like i i shared with with people who, who come back from southern apada and then the the atmosphere is not conducive to food is not conducive um how did you make sure for it to be conducive mm. it's a choice also and i think if um, if we get the awareness how much it actually does mm. it's like there's no way i'm not going to eat good foods like that supports me like pranic food sattvic and i actually went fruitarian for about 100 days i I wrote in a post like i haven't had salt 
for I think two, three months, 100 days there. And I didn't die, but it was a very big transition, you know, uh, going fruitarian and the taste, taste changed. Mm. Like I had an avocado and it's tasted different. So I think the first steps with food, it's like, I think the awareness that what is does and money is just one part of it. It's worth it also, but it has to be in the awareness and conscious choice. Mm. And for me, I think that's one of the most important aspects of my life right now. It's like, I want to have good food. If I sleep on the floor, that's fine. That's good food. That's something I'm like, mm. that's mine. I want to have good food. Clothes, it's fine. If it's a hole in it, it's fine. <laughs> but I want to have good food. It's like fresh. Mm. Mm. And it takes time also, but it's just habits. Yes, yes. Yes. It has to change habits. Mm. Mm. So do you, uh, do you ever, is there ever a, a craving that you, that you have for so, some, something which is not, um, positive pranic or um or i feel like a lot of people struggle with 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 sweets you know having sweets or um or overeating maybe because especially now in this times like yes. I, i'm i have a i have a job right now so it's not that much of an issue with uh because i know i have something to do but especially people who are staying at home because food is available always I feel like that's something that that people struggle with a lot. Um, would 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 you say it was the you know going onto fruits 100% that really shifted your perspective, or wh where was that shift? Mm, no, I think uh, it happened like long time ago. I was uh, I was wanted to have good food, and I know in the Samyama preparations. Uh, when I went to Sri Lanka, I went on mostly fruit, but I ate some salt and like this occasionally. So food has been a big aspect for me a long time. And I think if you have sweet cravings, eat fruits. Mm. Just take some bananas, some dates, maybe mango, uh, and mix it and drink it. That's very good. And that's very pranic. Mm. And it's best to have fruits first. It's like if you have a huge meal and then have fruits, you can get some uh, digestion problems. Yes, yes. In Ayurveda, they say uh, like fruits after a hot meal, especially, then the, the fruits just rotten in your body. Yes. Yeah. So if, if problem with cravings are there, I would say eat a lot of sweet fruits the first thing in the day. Mm. And I think the cravings will go away. Mm. And fruits are good. Yes. <laughs> People think fruits are bad because a lot of blood sugar and fruit sugar. And But uh, in my experience, I went full of fruits. And I have two people here in Sweden. They have been full of fruits for 10, 15 years. And not it's not fully, fully. You can have like a little bit of avocado once in a while. and you have to eat tender greens 
so it's not just fruits but fruitarian mm. and and i was like if they can survive i can survive mm. what what is when uh, you know um pe people say um well how how do you how do you get enough uh, protein how do you get enough uh, vitamins and all of that uh, yeah my my boss actually asked me this is like but protein i was like i don't care you know if i want to be a bodybuilder i probably need to eat more protein you know mm. but i don't need that muscle strength the only thing i care about is my energy and you know since we meet a lot that i have a high energy and she was like yes it's that fruit i was like part fruits <laughs> mm. but for people to understand it it's very hard mm. and i'm like i'm living it it's like Nobody... if i say i'm happy a lot they can it's like how to say think i'm lying or something like this but if they're meeting me every day and i'm saying no i'm fully energetic you know i'm here let's be happy about life mm. then they can like why is it happening have some foods you know that maybe meditation sadhana mm -hmm. pranayama and this yes yes it gives you energy in so many other ways than just uh the the food aspect and i did go on on fully raw for 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 a month just to try it out but it was summer you know so the atmosphere was conducive i i did a i did a fast and then i and then i went onto the raw food and it was amazing i had i was just like pff, i had the same experience the fruit was so much sweeter after a week you know no no processed sugar and everything but um going to india having a like India is full of sweets, you know. So, so I got back into into uh, enjoying enjoying that as well. So now balance yes. it. Yeah, I think somewhere you have to decide what kind of life do I want, mm. and leave that. If you don't want no sweets, have no sweets. If you want to have some sweets, have some sweets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Don't have to be so rigid yeah. about food, also like no it's too crazy and i think if you say i don't want to have sweets you have sweets then you will suffer mm. yes yes to yes. so say it's fine with sweets sometimes mm. there is no problem mm. Absolutely. I, that's my opinion like don't say ah, i want to stop but i don't do it mm. <laughs> yeah this just many messing, times. messing around with yourself yes 100 i think a lot of people are doing this mm. i'm gonna stop with sweets and then they have a sweet and feel bad to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. say have sweets sometimes and then when you have it oh this was sometime mm. Mm. i'm gonna be sometime until i have it yes yes so these are my thoughts. Yeah, thank you so much for for sharing everything that that you did. Uh, is there anything else that that just on top of your mind that that you would like to share? Otherwise, I I'm out of questions, and I I <laughs> I, I, I loved I loved your your sharing. I feel like there's a lot um, of things like just the perspective that that you have on on life and work and 
and and and all of this i i feel like um there is a lot of uh, value in that so thank you for for coming and yes. sharing <laughs> thank you i think uh, what you're doing is very good i think it's a very good initiative thank you just trying to can grow it's 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 already it's happening you know just uh, piece by piece little by little just keeping on the vision and um, you know just seeing how i can just if one person sees this and after watching this they're like maybe i should change something maybe i should take care of my food maybe i should take care of my practices maybe i should uh, look back into the in engineering book um you know just like planting a seed that's all this podcast is about you know planting seeds within people and then showing that there are so many people out there in the world doing this you know it's not like some yogi in the mountain yeah. and uh, sitting all day closed eyes and going you know no <laughs> just regular people yes and we are a little bit crazy maybe but we can still do life you know go to university have a job still experience all this mm. yes i think this is for everyone to understand like life is amazing mm. yes all right thank you so much have a wonderful evening a wonderful night and um yeah nothing else to say for me <laughs> have a good day thank you bye 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 <laughs> feel free to subscribe like and share comment and we will be very happy to have you join on on more namaskar